Hi and welcome to The Practice Gap, the podcast for closing the gap between the practice you have and the one that you want. I'm Elizabeth, a chiropractor, a business owner, coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you move from frustration and overwhelm to clarity, focus and joy in practice. Hi Tona and welcome back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about uh, for sp- that a topic that's quite difficult for a lot of people. Like what do you do when you don't like the place you work at? And what do you do when you own a clinic and you see that the person you that's working for you is unhappy and not bringing anything good to the clinic and the match is Bad. I know that you have a lot of experience running your own clinic and uh, the great thing about having a clinic for many years, you get into a lot of different situations and yeah. you learn and that's what we want to talk about today. So let's start with, I'm a new chiropractor, I don't like where I work. So following on from the podcast we did earlier i think you are responsible for where you are in life so you are responsible for having got that job in the first place so if we take a step back you know if you get a job somewhere and i know that over a uh, lockdown it was scary to get a job and sometimes you just got whatever and um it's also easy to get attracted to sh- uh, what i call the shiny shiny offer so you are responsible where you are and so if you're in a in a place where you are unhappy Number one, to be um, to sit down and speak to your principal about it and explain why you're unhappy. And if you can't do that, then you're obviously in the wrong place because they, then, then they're not a good mentor for you. You need to tell them what it is that you're struggling with, how you're working, the timing of the work or the expectations that they have on you, if that is not congruent with what you want and so on. And you need to be able to sit down and speak to them. And, and this is where a lot of people have trouble because... Conflict, having conflicts is one of the hardest things and what most people struggle with. But you need to work with your fear of conflict because it could be that if you sit down and speak to your principal, they had no idea. You know, they will not know unless you let them know. So you have to own up. You have to, you know, get your big pants on and, and, and do it. And then it may be that they'll go, oh, wow. Oh, well, of course. Well, look, let's look at it this way or let's try it this way. Of course, I want to help you, but they can't help you unless you tell them. Yeah, that you are so right. That's a good starting point because a lot of things uh, you think people understand mm. what you think and you kind of never, you smile and it's like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, it's great. Uh, and then you never actually mm. tell your fears. And then the clinic owner will say, oh, she's happy. She's doing her work. She's like, I think it's great. But unless you actually come and say like, I have problems and struggles you, you you as a clinic over there you have too much stuff going on and you, you don't know no and 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 it's your responsibility to communicate that with the boss and if they don't know they can't help you and by you being fearful of communication either you're the wrong practice because you need to work with someone that you can communicate but you can't you know they can't second guess and then and then to go and bad mouth the boss is even worse because how is that going to help you then it's not going to help you it's just going to make you kind of feel like oh they're worse they're bad you need to be able to sit down with them and say this is difficult for me this is not working for me could you help me in this way and then you'll find out if the boss is willing to help you or the principal is willing to help you and you can work with them And then, as I said earlier, you got to do the work. You know, it's not up to them to make you busy. It's up to you. Wherever you are in the world, it's always up to yourself to build your clinic list. 
And if you have that uh, from number day number one, I am responsible for how busy I am and how many patients are coming back and having care with me, you will never, ever, ever expect that of anyone else or blame anyone else for it. And I think then you'll be fine for the rest of your life. Mm. Uh, so that, that is an essential. But yeah, speak with your boss. And, and then uh, what often happens is that people don't know how to speak with the boss and they don't know how to be honest. And then they start getting irritation and irritation and irritation. And then often what happens again then is that they want to leave and then they, they start making the boss a uh, like a dragon and, um, and it becomes a big explosion or something before they leave. And sometimes some years later, they go, why did I do that? You know, but it, it's a it's a human trait to try and make when you want to leave somewhere to make where you're working a bad place. Mm. And that's not very mature. It's not very grown up to do that because you have to own that. You chose that job. You said yes to that mm. job. You put yourself there. So then first you've got to work out, okay, what can I do here to make this work? What's my side? Because it takes two to tango. And if that works, then you work with your boss and often you can get a fantastic relationship and and, it, and you have to put the work in. But if then what they want you to do is against your values and your ethics you need to take the decision whether you can stay there or not. So it's both uh, listening to the advice of uh, the person you, who you're working for and also match those <laughs> requests with your uh, values. But be, I think it's really important to be honest with yourself. Have I done everything I could? Have I put the work in? You know, as I said before, there is no no practitioner in the world that will get a patient just by putting a sign on the wall. You get it by the work you do. You, you, you get it by your values, who you are, how good you are, how you treat people and how much people trust you. And that reverberates out like ripples, you know, mm. in, in a lake. But a, a, a common thing you hear, it's, okay, I come to visit, no, I come to work for you. How many new patients can I expect from the clinic? It's impossible to say. You don't know how many people are going to have back pain in one week, is it? I read all those adverts, you get all these new patients, you get this, that and the other. There may be clinics that can safely, securely say that, but actually then what happens with them and what often happens with new graduates is that they get those new patients and they don't know how to manage them. Yeah, And then they're lost and then mm. they haven't got busy. But if you do a good job with the patient... And you look after them and you care for them. And then they perhaps get into a maintenance care where you keep an eye on them. If you have enough for them, that will fill up your diary. And that's how you eventually, over a period of a year or two years, get more regularly busy. Because you have people that you care for, you maintain and look after. And you then get new patients from the word of mouth for the work you've done. Simple. It's so simple. If you can't communicate with these patients what you do, what you're trying to aim to do, they are not going to stick with you. Because they're not going to understand the benefit of what you can offer. But that's mm. only up to you. That's not up to the principal. So to sum up, <laughs> you are responsible for your actions in your clinic, in somebody else's clinic, as well as every other part of life. So if you're working up, uh, in a place that you don't enjoy, speak up, have an honest conversation with your boss or your colleagues to see okay is there anything i can do can you help me do you have any input let's try to get this to work and then if they keep asking you to to, to do things that are not according to your values just find a new place to work yeah and if you if you like 99 people of chiropractors or practitioners have difficulty with confrontation 
don't see it as a confrontation. See it as how can I make this work? And if you find it difficult, then write it down. Write down your points without being accusatory and blaming because at the end of the day, you chose to be there. Then work with someone that you know and practice what you're going to say. Yeah, and I must say as a clinic owner, I've had a lot of people working with me. And my favorite thing is when one of my colleagues come to me and say, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? And I'm like, yes, mm. there's nothing in the more I would love to do in the world than yeah. help you to build your practice. Yes. And it's for me, I have so much knowledge I want to share. I want you to, I want you to blossom. I want you to have a huge <laughs> practice. I want uh, your patients to love you. That, that's like, that's my joy in life to see you blossom. So if you come to me and ask for help, you're super coachable. Most people uh, who runs the clinic, they're just like me. That's the, that's the favorite part of the day when you come and it's like, I'm not happy. Could you please help yeah. me? Guide Absol- me? Absolutely. And, and, and that goes with working with colleagues. I mean, I'm obviously a Scandinavian working in England. And I say to my staff, I'm not scary. I want you to tell me if you're unhappy or something's not working because then we can solve it. We can look at solving it. Uh, but Brits, Uh, perhaps find it harder to speak up and to speak the truth. For me, it's really important that my staff can tell me about something that's not working because they're like, great, well, let's figure it out. But if I if they if they won't tell me, I can't help them, you know, and then what what can we do about it? So you are responsible for your environment and culture where you're working, your input helps to make that happen. So it's as much up to you. And if we're talking about the associate, to, to be honest mm. and truthful. How uh, on that note, how about or all the clinic owners out there who are unhappy with the people they work with? Yes. <laughs> well, um, so equally, you've chosen that that practitioner or that but that's more difficult because it does take a while to get to know someone and, and from both ways sometimes it takes a while to get to know who, who someone really is because you can do a really good interview and you can present yourself in a way but actually you're not like that so I think we have to be honest and say that you know some you, you can't always read a person in an interview for me it took me many years to to realize who I am as a boss and actually the way I am is that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good and I'm a fair boss and what I offer is something good and it's a value to someone else and if it doesn't work for them we're not the right match and that's the way to think about it I think but in the beginning when I ran my own business I didn't th- I didn't think that I thought maybe that I was uh, a weak leader and I wasn't a good boss but now I know that I am and so I think if you're comfortable in who you are as a as a principal or someone who runs a practice if you have a practitioner that doesn't work with you, you need to do the same thing. You need to have the meetings. You need to chat with them and talk with them. And then if they do the work, then you support them and carry on. But if they consistently aren't doing the work and they aren't putting the time in and the effort in that they have said that they're going to do, that there must be at the end of the day a conversation that actually there is a conflict here of what you said you've got to do and what you have done. And if there is a, a personality clash or a vibe, you know, sometimes you are who you are. You you truly don't change as a person after after 20. And I think to ask someone to change is a lot to ask someone. So if you have an associate where the personality is in a way that it just doesn't work for your practice, they're not going to change. So however much you coach them, there might be things that, that will change. But genuinely as a person I don't think people change then I think it's worth looking and saying I'm not sure we're a match how about you use the term putting the time in 
that's it's a kind of a broad concept like how much time should i as a practitioner put in a practice to make like to build it how much like nine to five job or should i be expected to put the time in on the weekends on the nights i mean as a clinic owner and being a chiropractor for 26 years you kind of screwed you think about your practice all the time so we are uh, but uh, a normal practitioner what i mean what's the difference between some people say like oh i want a life also yeah but can you can you separate like having a life, whatever that means, and building a practice. Well, okay, so if you're like, we both run our own practices and we work inordinately long hours to make that happen. So in a way, you can kind of think, you know, as a, an associate, you have to think about your list as your practice. And you've you got to do what it takes if you want to be busy on the hours that you put in. If you're a, a practitioner and you work for a boss and you're fully booked, you're, you're, you're okay. Because you are filling your your expectations of, oh, you, you know, you said I can work these hours and if they're fully booked, then obviously you're doing something that works for you. And I wouldn't then look at someone and go, oh, you need to go out the weekends and do this and that or whatever. I also don't really and I don't ask any of my staff to go out and do spinal screenings because I, I just don't. That's not the way we run our practice. And and they can, they're welcome to do if they want to. But I don't ask people to do it. So I think it's you have to look at each individual practitioner and see who are they and how are how can how can I help them to blossom. And I think it's going back to that and being realistic because yes, you you do need to go, you know, somehow build your practice. But if I look at the practitioners I've had over 15 years, I've had those who are happy to go out and do stuff in the community and do talks and, and what we try and do is that we do we do um, community service we pub do we do public health rather than screenings we go out and we serve we do service so that's quite a difference from what well, a lot of clinics when they do screenings there are some who are happy to do that and then i have other practitioners who are happy to do the communication and, and the work in the practice and that works better for them if you run a practice you have to look at all your staff your, your, your chiropractors or therapists individually who are you and how do you work and how can i help you to express yourself the best in your way are you an introvert are you an extrovert are you a communicator are you a networker and if i ask an introvert to go and do networking i'm going to kill their soul you know it's not going to work and they're going to hate you and so i think it's finding what you are good at yeah there, there are many ways to build a practice and you have to find what you do easily there are a lot of clinics out there that work with the concept it usually comes from the practitioner the, the owner has found a concept that works for them and then they want to hybrid that with everybody who works for them and they want to clone other chiropractors to work like them so i work like this and i have this for long for new patients this wrong for my returning patients and i do this and and I do these, you know, mm. contracts or packages or whatever. But I'm really sorry that works for you, but it's not necessarily going to be congruent to someone that comes to work for you. A lot of those practitioners have very high volume and turnover of staff because you can't get all chiropractors coming, you know, making that work for them. But I think it's better to kind of find a way of being more dynamic and kind of go, okay, who's coming to work with me? Who are you? What? How do you work? How can I help you? And I, and I remember I had the most fantastic chiropractor working with me for five and a half years. And it was just wonderful to see her blossom and just help her to find her way, her structure, her communication methods. She's just the most amazing chiropractor now. And that, I'm, that's so wonderful. And she's not, she stayed for five and a half years, but it's just, if you can go from that way, and look at everybody and say okay how can I help you to blossom rather than I want you to work in this way 
and it's regimented and it's rigid, you are very likely that a huge percentage of the associates you have are not going to bide into that. It's not going to work for them and they're going to leave. And if you want to have a high turnover, fair enough, but it's not long term and it's not it's not satisfactory. So to sum up a little bit... <laughs> If you are a chiropractor or a practitioner working in a place that doesn't work for you, muscle up the courage to have an honest conversation with the person you work for. And if you are a clinic owner and have people who doesn't work in the clinic, who doesn't match, have the same courage to have an honest conversation with a person who's working for you. Try and uh, give uh, help and mentor and, and advice to get the person's personality to blossom so they can build their practice with their favorite uh, patients who uh, most hopefully are a little different than yours because then your clinic will be, become much better completely <laughs> and then uh, when you are a chiropractor and trying to build your practice have courage and also to show your personality and find out uh, where you're good and uh, work on that does that sound like a sum up completely and I I think to to give advice to practice owners who have uh, you know an associate where it's not working be able to have the you know just have an honest conversation and say I'm not sure we're the best match for you because I think to be truthful I think the associate would feel the same but sometimes they don't know how to we're not very good at reflecting back on ourselves and 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 say to them i think there's a practice out there that will make you shine you know better for you and that that's so much better than to blame and say you're wrong you're this that or other i think it's better to just look at it's it's about about jigsaw in that are you the right piece for our practice and are we the right for you it goes both ways and then we take away blame and it's blame is a very low level of energy and actually it takes it takes away personal responsibility i'm responsible where i am how happy i am how my work is it's up to me and i have to do the work to get there simple perfect i love that it's simple it's simple but it's not easy no no (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much tona it's been absolutely wonderful to hear you and thank you for sharing all your experience and Mm -hmm. your knowledge with us and let's talk another time i look forward to it and thank you so much for having me